Milo and I have returned to Russia, having used Hussein Kesfani, our useful idiot, um, because we were actually Russian bots the whole time. Uh, yeah. We were under the pay of the Kremlin. Um, nice our, job, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, as slowly, yeah. slowly the trash future name plaque rotates to reveal the letters KGB. <laughs> it's like, we were fucking with you guys all along. <laughs> it's the Soviet Union. I thought you guys broke up. <laughs> yes, that is what we wanted you to think. <laughs> it's been a really long-term Jake Paul-style YouTube prank. Where we're like, hey, the British left, pranked. We were Putin all along. Well, it's like we, we were hired, of course by Putin to undermine his most dangerous foes in the West, which is like 40 year old Lib Dem voters with 10 hashtags in their name and their fearless leader, AC Grayling. Hell yeah. Uh, Genio, have you ever heard of the liberal Democrats? Yeah, I heard about them, but I never saw them in, in Russia because I live in Russia. I mean. Should we, should we introduce our guest? Uh, so this would be a good moment to also explain the show to our guest because <laughs> we're, make, we're currently making a lot of references, which, to be honest, most people who even listen to this show won't get. A brief explanation so. of the show will not... Well, I mean, look, this is this, this one for the heads, the real Russia heads uh, and the real us heads. The original oh. Russia boys. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I... Hello. Uh, I, Riley, am in Russia now. So we have decided to record... Uh, trash future, the podcast about the future. If we do not implement fully automated luxury gay space, communism is and will be trash. I got it right that time. I very rarely do. It's kind of a tongue twister. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I am in Russia, like I said before, with our, our co-host, this time not on the bowl, no one in the bowl, bowl free zone. Bowl free. Yeah, it's me, Milo Edwards. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Milo underscore Edwards. Uh, I've been in Russia a long time. Uh, but now I've brought Riley here to my bosom to suckle to also at the teat of the KGB as we are nurtured by our true, our true financiers, the Russian government. Um, yeah. Well, and uh, I'm Evgeny Chibatkov and I'm truly Russian and I'm here with you from KGB straight. So everything's going to be under control. Okay. It's fine. Uh, so, um, Zhenya, what are you... What, what, do you, what do you occupy your time with here in Russia? Oh, well, I'm a stand-up comedian and I'm a radio host on comedy radio. So just always speak in the mic. That's my job. <laughs> the funnest radio station of all. <laughs> what was it's, uh, it? It's make, making a lot of great jokes about Soviet Union. Surprisingly unfair. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, yeah, so we don't, we decided to just not really have much of an episode planned today uh, yeah. and instead just fight through the terrifying hangover yeah. uh, that, that we have. We, we received, of course, as a reward for successfully um, undermining or depending on who you ask, upholding British democracy. Yeah, we're actually paid in vodka. That's how, that's how it works. <laughs> we're uh, very cheap. For those who are not familiar with Russia, you just, you just get the currency is vodka. That's how you get paid. Um, so everyone has a terrible hangover all the time. Yeah, I, um, I, I was I was locked out of my Twitter account when we got when we got here um, because they finally correctly figured out that I'm a planted Russian agent designed to do political subversion. 
Yeah, Riley's got the shakes. He couldn't tweet for 24 hours. It's terrible. Mm. I hated it. <laughs> I'm um, very serious. <laughs> well, what, of course, what this shows is that the uh, hypocritical and bigoted anti-Russian bot attitude of the so-called liberal media in the United Kingdom is actually just pushing moderates to become Russian bots. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's the Brendan O'Neill take. Riley is now not only pro-Russia, but also a bot. Yeah, and how do you feel being a Russian bot? <laughs> Has your life changed? Uh, well, if a lot of the uh, machinery I've seen here is anything to go by, um, I, am, I am the point of a great deal of pride, but I do not work very well. <laughs> oh, Jane, have you been yeah. to the Museum of Soviet Arcade Games? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So we took Riley there today and... Yeah. Uh, it, I think I think it would be safe to say Riley was disappointed. <laughs> no, are you kidding? I was absolutely <laughs> not disappointed. I, <laughs> if, I'd sat, if I if I'd sat down and like I was just like, yeah, it's like a Sega Mega Drive or whatever from 1991, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, fine, whatever. But instead, there's like a cutting edge game from like 1990, and it is it appears to be based on magnets where you use a little stick to move a plastic tank around a field and you have to run over certain things. Um, and again, I have to highlight, it's based on moving magnets around. I love that. <laughs> I really, really, really like that. A and I want that, I want that to continue. That and also the numerous, numerous uh, 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 cabinet-based games that involve like moving that involves sort of pulling some levers that appear completely unconnected to what's going on on the screen and then like a spaceship moves around and does appear to crash into a bridge but because it's a mirror-based game that's just like again mechanically projecting itself into your field of view <laughs> then just nothing happens you get a certain number of points and no tickets it's really a perfect allegory for i get for late stage soviet communism <laughs> hey, this is uh it's russia my friend there are levers but you pull them nothing happens your life remains exactly the same just relax everything's gonna be okay you have the illusion of control <laughs> I mean, again, I still think we can safely say that it's better than what came after, which is like someone just comes and takes the machine away and then sells it. And then you're left with nothing, not even the machine. Oh, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> modern, modern Russia. Um, I feel like we should, I feel like we should do some, we should do some modern, some modern Russian news. Um, do you have any? Do you have any news you can surprise us with? If not, I can find something. Well, I actually uh, today we discussed on radio one topic about uh, Russia and Great Britain, and okay. uh, the topic was that the Russian government is put a, a meme of uh, mm -hmm. a, a joke from the movie Three Billboards on uh, uh, Three Billboards yeah, outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. yeah, with a message to Theresa May. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, and they put it on the site of Russian government in in, uh, in English, and they put there like uh, three months after the Salisbury, and okay. uh, still no no, uh, and still you can't prove that Russia stands behind that. Okay. So what happened, May? Like, <laughs> what's the problem <laughs> um, yeah and after that uh, on, on the side of the Russian government they they wrote that uh, now the relations between Russia and Britain is the worst ever mm -hmm. like never been worse I mean in the 19th century when Russia and Britain were actively competing for like control of the Khanate of Kiva I think it was probably worse <laughs> yeah no one remembers that shit nerd <laughs> nerd I mean I don't know there's there, there are sort of like 
certain, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it, surely it's better now than it was in the middle of the charge of the light brigade in Crimea. Probably. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> but who knows? Maybe. Yeah, no. <laughs> maybe we're now okay, got, like just, yeah, yeah nope. we're, we're in war, but you're okay. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's like a friendly war. Yeah. Friendly. yeah it's just, a war of, it's yeah. a war of words. Just in this case, the words are several feet high and put on billboards. Yeah. Do you oh. think they ever have a war like that? Just a friendly war, like a warm up war, like already, <laughs> like, like pre the sort of war world cup, like a big world war. You just have a little cheeky war, like a, like a little border skirmish, you know, uh, with like perhaps, perhaps a sort of a, a country without such a strong military, just, just to kind of get your eye back in, you know, like we just had a little, little to and fro with the Ethiopians. Um, nothing, nothing major. Just, uh, we're just, we're just warming up for something more serious with the Yemen. Uh, actually though, that's like a, uh, that's quite funny that like the Russian government is making memes. About yeah. How yeah, that's they, the new language of Russian fucking rocks. Yeah. That, that genuine, that genuinely does rule <laughs> that, you know, that there, there is a, it, it's, it's very much, it is a bit like a snobs and slobs fraternity movie situation mm. where there is, there is someone like, like sort of like, well, I can't, I guess we, I was about to say, yeah, but the British foreign secretary, all prim and, and, and proper and all this, but no, it's, he's not, he's, he's also a buffoonish claw. He's both a slob and a snob. Yeah. It's, it really yeah. isn't, it really is incredible. A sort of like a, like a version of the queen that can't use a knife and fork. Just that kind of a, um, but yeah, the weird thing about the memes thing though, right. Is that, um, it's like, okay, now obviously we all know that the Russian government is completely innocent and they would never do anything like this, but let's imagine a scenario Good agent. in which, yeah, in which like, you know, this completely innocent Russian government, right. What they want to do is they want to convince everyone that they definitely did not do this thing. And they're sat in a meeting and they were like, okay, there are two options. Either we really earnestly say this wasn't us. We would never do something like this and offer up some kind of evidence to, to suggest that we didn't do it. Or alternatively, we rampantly take the piss of everyone suggesting that we did do it by being like, ooh, looks like you don't have much evidence in a way that will definitely make us look extremely innocent. <laughs> but the problem is, is like, it's, it, that's the best thing. It's right. It's like, you know, the, there are these like alt-right discord channels where like people will try to work on, will try to like, but will frantically collaborate to create memes in order to respond to breaking news in a way that will sort of try to trigger the libs. Even it's, I don't know what that is. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. How do you not know anything? I do. Uh, I live here. <laughs> what do you expect from me? Well, there, it's it's that these guys are ba it's basically 4chan. It's what if 4chan ran oh, a yeah. country. Ah, okay. That there sounds that sounds worrying. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's true. Have you ever been to Four Chantopia? The streets are paved with child porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like they um. This is it's it's great. It's their um. Their whole foreign policy is now just posting in someone's replies. You mad, bro? Ah, which is I, mm -hmm. I mean that's excellent. That is kind of what Putin does, isn't it? Just like he's just like he does something and he's like, you mad, bro. <laughs> How are you mad? I just want to know. Are you mad online, perhaps? No, because that's the thing. What could, I mean, what could Britain legitimately do? Uh, legitimately or otherwise? What could they do? Like, are they, Nothing. Yeah, exactly. They're not exactly going to, like, fly a military mission <laughs> into Russia anytime soon, even if they were like, yeah, we did it. God, and that would be wild. Uh, yeah, like, especially while I'm still living here. The ultimate end to this podcast is Britain decides to invade Russia while I'm still living here and I end up in an internment camp <laughs> for, like, suspicious foreigners. 
you end up in a Google unpaid internment camp. Uh, yeah, uh, like the, the British Foreign Office is like, well, we've done research on invasions into Russia in the last 15 years, and it seems to be fine. Not a single one has gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there is like, I have met people here who are genuinely paranoid that like someone is going to invade Russia. Yeah. And it's like, it's not, I mean, it's not been tried in a while for good reasons. It's never gone well. There's no one, I doubt anyone is sitting there going like, oh, Russia, like, but because I heard someone say like, oh yeah, people want to invade Russia for the oil. And it's like, it's, there's so many places with like more oil that are way easier to invade. Like, isn't like, no one's, no one's Canada. looking at, they're like, hmm, well, we could invade Saudi Arabia. No, let's invade Russia. They're pussies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's how the system in Russia works. I mean, that's the whole government based on that. Because uh, every government channel is keep saying that Russia is any moment can be attacked by like by NATO, by by United States, by Britain, but but by Japan. Because we're still in, in, in war with Japan, by the way, from the oh, yeah. World War II. Yeah. The Sakhalin Islands, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, they always keep saying, like, we need a strong president to be protected. So you know who's the strongest guy in Russia, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's our president. Yeah. <laughs> that would be dope. I would, if I was Russian, I would vote for Dolph Lundgren to be I mean, president. It doesn't even matter that he's Swedish. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean Ger Gerard Depardieu is Russian now. They can yeah, make exactly. Dolph Lundgren a Russian. Steven Seagal, I think, is Russian as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, except, I mean, what, what, President Steven Seagal of Russia? Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. My, oh, God. My fellow, you know, immigrants to the great country of Russia, Steven Seagal and Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, famously, famously stand-up. Well, I was going to say they're famously stand-up guys, but Steven Seagal is a sit-down guy. Yeah. I, I've not seen any of his stand-up. Um, <laughs> I haven't, I don't think anyone's seen him stand-up in years. You know when... You're trying to do karate and you, you try and lift up your leg, but it won't lift. <laughs> you know that. He's able to, he has permanently channeled all of his leg strength into his arms. You can see that because, you know, oh, he touches yeah. someone on the wrist and they jump across the room. It's insane. <laughs> Jenny, have you ever seen any excellent Steven Seagal films? Well, I saw, I think, all his, the main movies. Yeah, no, but... no, no, no. We're not talking about the main ones. <laughs> um, uh... We're talking about the 2010 to 2018 Oh, no, opus. no, no, no. And there are about 14 movies in that oh, period really? of time. A lot of films. Wow. Mm. Um, most of them, I've, I've noticed he reuses costumes between them. Oh. Um, and they're always set in whatever Eastern European country will let him film for like $20. And in every single instance, he wears like an A-frame house size leather coat. So you can't see the fact that he is genuinely obese. Um, but he's still an action hero who talks like um, in who talks like he did in Glimmer Man. Where he's still got this smoky voice and the shooting goggles. Yeah. It is a wonder to behold all of his castmates, not just wretch from being around him, because I can only imagine that his rolls now smell like good cheese. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to, we've got to save, uh, let me check my notes to do Kosovo. <laughs> <laughs> um, from the Kosovan special forces. <laughs> but anyway, he's Russian. So yeah, be careful. Yeah. You're in Russia now. Yeah, he's yeah. Russian. He actually became scarier by becoming Russian. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no one fucks with him now. 
Like there, there are like there are laws against insulting the king of Russia. Steven Seagal, the boy king of Russia. <laughs> I don't know why he's not Kazakh, by the way, because Kazakhs is like, you know, Kazakhs is like the, the I've big seen group Borat. Of, all right. <laughs> no, no. Kazakh is like the Kazakhstan, but Kazakhs is, I mean, uh, like Cossacks. We Cossacks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cossacks. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Cossacks. I mean, yeah, yeah, I still don't know why Steven Seagal is not Kazakh because uh, even Donald Trump is Kazakh. I mean. Really? The, yeah, they gave him this when he was just become president in Russia. That was a big, big holiday. And uh, the did you, see him, did you see him wash his hands before getting the award? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cossacks in Russia, they they decided to just like in, invite him in in the group. So they they sent him the invitation to be like part of of their that Cossack army. Rocks. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, I need mo- as many details on this and, as you can give uh, me. And few months ago, they they said he's not Kazakh anymore because <laughs> the politics of of United States is is not uh, <laughs> reliable <laughs> for for Kazakhs. Because at the time, how could anyone have known that Donald Trump wasn't a great guy? You know, yeah, there was no, there was nothing to suggest that they were like, clearly, this dude is great. And then suddenly, Obviously. a few months in, people are like, oh my God, this guy's a dumbass. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knew. I mean, I, I, I just love the, I just love that this proves that the problem of like fake people who will lie to you, uh, <laughs> who will say one thing to your face and one thing behind your back uh, and who aren't true friends also extends to nomadic pastoralists. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think the Cossacks, after they, after they like got rid of Donald Trump, they like went to Steven Seagal like, we are sorry we chose Donald Trump. Will you be, will you be Cossack now? <laughs> With us, please. Like, so wait, no. are you suggesting a version? I'm too busy saving uh, Bulgaria <laughs> are from you su- the uh, Romanians. Are you suggesting a version of She's All That, where it turns out that Steven Seagal was right under the Cossacks' noses the whole time? <laughs> Steven Seagal was like the nerdy, the nerdy action hero that like no one wanted to take to the prom because you know there was like the hot, cool girl Donald Trump. Oh my god! And that, and, and, and instead of the staircase scene where the the, ner- the nerdy girl reinvented comes down ready to go, and it turns out she's a stunner. Steven Seagal is in like one of those old people mobility chairs, just. <laughs> Jenny, have you have you seen the film She's All That? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that's penetrated the former Soviet Union. <laughs> yeah, but it's the newest release. Just came out last week. <laughs> it's actually the only American film you can see in Russia. It's like a, there's like a short list of like permitted. It's like She's All That. It's a good film. <laughs> it's an important message for the youth. So. <laughs> but like weirdly edited to have like certain <laughs> themes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> come on, Clarissa. We gotta go to the oil field. <laughs> yeah, they they translated the name of the movie in Russian in in, in very bad word. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they call it Konchina. You know, Konchina. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I feel like it's like you feel like Konchina. It's like oh, it's like a bad person. Like how you like, how you say it in, in English? I just don't know the meaning. I don't know. Well, like. Um, I spend the word like kanyets, which means end, but it's like different kind of like. Yeah. What is it like saying to do with like gansha? Yeah. Okay. It's like, it's like calling someone like a jizz stain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wait, they did like She's All That, but starring Rocco Sofredi. 
<laughs> she comes down the stairs just covered in cum. <laughs> Sorry, this guy wanted directions. <laughs> He's like, you've never looked so beautiful. <laughs> so it's so it's Steven Seagal getting banged by Rocco Sufredi going down the stairs in a mo- on like a mobility chair in order to go to the prom with a group of Cossacks who have since been rejected by Donald Trump. Sounds like an incredible film. Yeah. <laughs> Rocco Sufredi's most difficult scene yet. Doggy, doggy styling Steven Seagal for the Russian version of She's All That. Oh, man. If they did, I would move to this country. Yeah. Actually, if you literally translated the title of that film into Russian, it would be really weird. Yeah. But, and it. Yes. That's why they took this one. <laughs> yes, she is the entire quantity. She has all of her limbs and teeth. Yeah. It's sort of like, uh, it's like, it sounds really dismissive in Russian. It's like, oh, she's all that stuff, you know? Like, she's, like, yeah. she's into that. Oh. Um, I, I want to, I, can you, I want, I want to hear, um, I, you were telling me about your, your trip to Belarus earlier and what oh, happened God. there about how they feel about, about language. About how they feel about language. About, Oh, yeah. So I was telling Riley about when Slava and I went to Belarus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we did a show in Gomel first, which uh-huh. is like a town in eastern Belarus. And then we did a show in Minsk. And I did like 20 minutes as the warm-up act in Gomel. I came off stage and um, I reckon I, I, swore, I swore like three times probably mm-hmm. in the time of this. Like, uh, anyway, and afterwards, after the show, uh, Slava comes up to me and he's like, uh, Milo, can I ask you like when we do the show in Minsk, like not to swear? Like, and I was like, I oh, slower, I barely swore. I mean, I did 20 minutes and I swore like three times. It's like nothing. And he's like, no, no, my, like, you, you don't understand. Like in Belarus, like you, you can't, you can't swear on stage. He's like, you can't do it. And I'm like, but dude, it was like three times. Like, what the hell? And he's like, no, no, my, you, you've not, you've not understood what I'm saying to you. He's like, in the history of that theater in Gomel, the word like, well, like the Russian, <laughs> the Russian word is hui, which <laughs> means like dick, but it's more, in terms of rudeness, it's more equivalent to the English word cunt. Like, um, he's like, they've only ever said the word hoy three times on that stage in the history of that theater. And all three of those times were you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, because that's that's kind of I mean, aside from the fact that we just we have done like a full half just of just nonsense. I actually do kind of like the Russian comedy scene is fascinating to me. Yeah. Well, that's how, that's, that's how Genu and I met, right? We were um, doing, doing TV together for TNT. Yeah. Uh, which is a weird place to work. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, yeah, doing stand-up here is very weird because uh, you're largely doing stand-up for people who have not watched much stand-up. Mm-hmm. Definitely not much Western stand-up. And like, whenever you do a gig, it's often the case that like 50% of the people in the room have literally never been to a live stand-up show before. Um, and so what you you need to make it really obvious what you're doing at all times. Otherwise, like you can quite easily confuse people because you like, you take it for granted if you're doing a show in London that like everyone there has seen enough stand-up that they'll just go with, they'll like assume that whatever you're doing is a premise that is going somewhere. But in Russia, people are like more suspicious of stuff. So like you get this thing where like you're like doing a joke, which is like kind of has a long build up, but there's a payoff at the end. They'll start thinking like, oh no, he just does not know what he's doing. This is uh, <laughs> like, even though you're like a TV comedian, they'll just start assuming like, uh, no, no, he's forgotten how to do stand up. It's like, yeah, uh, there is no joke here. This is like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people uh, in Russia, they... I don't know how it works, but when you perform, they 
they always trying to to like uh, yeah to judge you i mean not like in a hard way but anyway they after your show they're coming to you say like well you were not so good as you could be but but fine and you were like bad and you okay and he was like i was not asking you i mean i was just performing <laughs> oh man i get that all the time yeah you ever had that like where you get someone comes to you and they're like uh yeah one thing you know uh i didn't really like this joke uh maybe you should tell it like this i just imagine like doing the same thing at like a, like a fucking athletics event and going up to the guy after like losing yeah. 100 meters and being like have you tried running faster? Like, I don't know. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a runner, but like, have you considered just, you just move your legs faster, you know? But there, there are some odd characters on this. So like I went to go see you do a show uh, last night uh, for an English speaking show yeah. where one of the comedians was sort of struggling through his set, getting no laughs, nothing, just facing his stony, silent room. And then he just gave up and switched to Russian and started doing okay. Oh, yeah. Who was, was that? Good. That was Vasya Medvedev. Oh, yeah. That's, that's um, his style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So his whole thing is like being, when he does English, he's a pretty successful comedian in Russian. And his whole thing when he does English stand-up is that like his English is so bad that it's like part of the joke. Because he does this like very weird humor. So most of the time it actually works quite well for him because he's saying this incredibly weird stuff. And coming with like a really thick Russian accent and like bad grammar, it kind of works. But last night that was like a yeah. He, he um, I think he had a few jokes which he, his girlfriend translated to him in English, and just uh, mm -hmm. he put it down and he remembered the word by word, and he he yeah. said, "I just even don't know millions I, of the words." So just like I kind of I kind of figured that crazy, <laughs> yeah. Wait, but it, that it, the audience is basically not not that great at English either. Uh, and yeah, because so, you were saying a lot of them go there to like practice English, right? Yeah, it's yeah. great for them. It's very frustrating for the comedians. <laughs> and so what you get is you get people who are, you get people who have sort of memorized some English jokes, telling them to people who don't fully understand what they're yeah. hearing. The That's whole thing is super like, like you could put that into, into like a 20th century Russian writer's book. Yeah. Because, like, because we don't have a Russian stand up yet. I mean, uh, the stand up in the understanding of like in, in, mm -hmm. in the global meaning, but oh, we have uh, the, I think Russian stand up is like a child, like a small one, but uh, <laughs> uh, English stand up in Russia is like, ridiculously small like we don't have it yeah and that's that's a problem because we have it's a, like few... a child that should have been aborted yeah 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 <laughs> maybe yes we, we have a few foreigners who who perform here like milo and steve foreman and <laughs> a few guys more and was that the mc from last night <laughs> yeah that was but well you gotta find i think the sweet spot i think there are just some people that i know in london comedy who are like this right like Basically, the in, in London comedy, you've got like the open mic delusional psychopaths like Dangerous mm. T and John Sharp, right? Okay. Um, and these are guys, this is a guy who I don't actually feel much animosity for because mm. these people are genuinely like old and lonely and not all there, but they do yeah. and they will come to, they will, they'll, they'll come, they'll back when I used to be doing mics. Uh, a couple of years ago, um, they would come to a show. They would do like one, like they would do like five minutes, mm -hmm. um, and the five minutes would be 
five minutes of setup for what turns out to be a gentle pun. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they would never even got through with that in Russia. They would have been yeah. booed off the stage by the time it was like, But oh, I don't, I don't really, I, uh, they're... Their whole situation is their whole situation. They're not, they're, 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 I have no beef with them. It's like there is a certain kind of London, there's a certain creature of the London comedy scene that is a working stand-up comedian, but mm. uh, that also is conceivably like one of some of the worst stand-up comedian some of the i think probably the worst working stand-up comedians in the uk it's a a treat to see yeah it's amazing like when you come across people who are like working stand-up comedians who genuinely make a living doing it but who are just terrible at stand-up like what alex martini must have a second job (laughs) (laughs) this is a guy who does stand-up in london who sort of um yeah, he, said he spends a lot of time on social media complaining about stuff. Not even on Twitter, on Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook, right? Mm. Like, um, and Facebook well, now is he's just not, He's not funny. I mean, he's not... I mean, he's funny, yeah. just not not in the way he thinks he is. Okay. <laughs> he's fucking... Hell, he, is, he is... That's the thing, is like, he is... He is much, much more funny than someone who is genuinely trying to be... Or than someone who is genuinely trying to be, like, clever and funny. It is... It is absolutely incredible. Um, You're getting up some choice material. I am. I'm on. I'm on his Facebook. Yes, <laughs> uh, because it's this wonderful combination of genuine, like, insanity, and at the same time, mm. like, social conservatism. Yeah, because there's this there's this feature of the London stand-up scene which the Moscow stand-up scene doesn't have yet which is that in London, there's this massive Facebook group called the Comedy Collective. It's got like oh. 15,000 members. And like people, it's the, basically the, the, the graph works like this. The less you know about stand-up, the more you post in that group. Oh. Like, as knowledge of stand-up increases, like the amount you post in that group goes down. Um, <laughs> and so like every, like there are like several posts a day in that group, usually by someone starting doing stand-up who's asking like a fairly dumb question, but they're starting out doing stand-up, like whatever it's like. <laughs> would you recommend any comedy courses or like whatever? But then all the people who like reply to them giving advice uh-huh. are all like the shittest comedians, you know, <laughs> who just have time to like sit on that Facebook group and reply to people being like, well, I think, you know, the key to success is this. And it's like, if you knew what the key to success was, do you not think you would be successful? <laughs> <laughs> Why have you not applied this a gold star advice I mean, to your own career? Here, just, uh, just before we go into this, uh, he, um, he, he his his couple of his last posts. One was uh, actually, I'm surprised people are allowed to vote without IDs. <laughs> um, ah, yeah. Oh, so they, just to fill you in, there's been this thing in yeah. the UK where they've been trialing making people present ID in oh, order yeah. to vote in elections, mm-hmm. um, which is basically like a clever tactic to like make it harder for like poor people to vote because they tend to like have not have ID on them, oh. not like have the <laughs> not like think to bring it with them. Um, and so it really conveniently means that uh, the government, who is surprised conservative, is like, oh, it looks like um, all these poor people couldn't vote. <laughs> oh, no, what a shame. <laughs> uh, and uh, what do you think uh, um, popular Russian stand-up comedians who is like, I mean, Ruslan Bieli and um, 
Yulia Khmedova and so on. If they got your favorite people, I mean, if they gonna perform in English, do they have a chance to be popular in in Britain or in states or somewhere? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think. Well, I think that uh, not not now. Not now. They wouldn't. No. It's like it's they're too they're too far down the road of like mm-hmm. the where the Russian way of doing things and like to switch over now would just be impossible i think there are like there are loads of like young comedians in russia who i think would work really well in the west like someone like Ilya zolin mm-hmm. i think is really cool um i think kuksa would work really well um you of course oh my god <laughs> babe oh yeah um yeah like i mean like vanya yavitz goes down mm-hmm. well um but yeah like loads of like usually the people the better you go down in russia almost the worse you'll go down in the west because it's just such a different um it's a bit, I think it's a bit like kind of, uh, you know, like those like 70s comedians in the UK, like people like Bernard Manning and stuff. Of course I don't. I don't know any <laughs> of these people. I, I mean, I know like the, I know 70s comedians from like the States where there'd be the guys in like the pale blue um, tuxedos who would sort of, you know, do racist one-liners to like dentists on holiday in the Catskills. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so yeah, it, I would say like, yeah, Russian stand-up now yeah, is a bit like, it's a bit like a weird uh, hybrid between, so you've got like the, but the base level of it is like what British stand-up was like maybe like 30 or 40 years ago, where there's like a loads of like kind of guys doing humor for like guys. And it's like stuff about like women, mm. God, women, they do this, don't they? Women. Oh my um, God. Women. So strange. I heard yeah. that they'd be shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read this somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just can't understand women. If only I'd ever talked to one. Um, yeah, but then they're so this, different. What, what, yeah. they just, I could uh, so a, a Russian stand-up comedian just sort of mm. just speaking to a woman, speaking to him, and just staring with his mouth agape, wondering at this complex and ancient language. Yeah, these Russian comedians genuinely believe that like any woman they see is an alien from a different solar system who's like communicating through a series of clicks and beeps. Well, it's, it's, some of them do, but then also you have this like other half. There's like this weird, like that's kind of like the older generation of Russian comedians. Then you have this younger generation of people who like all kind of grew up watching Western stand up or like more or less did. And that, so they're kind of like pulling in like sort of more remote influences from the West, which they're mostly watching in translation into like the stand up they do here, but also most of their live experiences. With Russia. So they have this like weird hybrid where they kind of have this like more like old school conservative influence but then also this western influence and like the guys who control the stand-up scene like particularly the tv try and suppress anything that's more alternative um so i I usually find this that whenever i go and get edited at the tv i'm like oh they've they've taken out everything i liked about this joke (laughs) and left (laughs) and left me with a sort of husk of a thing which sort of you want to euthanize yeah this it's it's really a situation of um of my of you being like anyway so the thing the thing about putin is he's great i have to go now (laughs) milo Milo died on the way back to his home planet (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, apparently it's hard to get a Putin joke on TV these days. I had a Putin joke on TV once. Have you ever done a Putin joke? Uh, yeah, once I had, but that was not so funny. Uh, and they cut <laughs> it. And they cut it Ooh. anyway. Yeah, uh, the joke was about uh, the the Canadian uh, Putin. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and the, uh, I had a friend uh, in Toronto, and and he he brought Putin in, and he said. Well, this is like 
the traditional Canadian food and you just can't eat a two poutine one by one because it's like there are too much fat there and mm. it's really hot for your heart. So you, you couldn't do that. And I was like, well, I'm Russian. I mean, two poutine one by one, it's not a big deal. I mean, <laughs> and just have a little refreshing glass <laughs> of Medvedev in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And something like that. And they cut it. And after that, they told me, you shouldn't just say the word. Like, you can make jokes about Medvedev uh, as, as long as you want, <laughs> but no Putin jokes. Oh my God. So <laughs> Medvedev is just there to get made fun of. <laughs> Medvedev like, is more your level. Maybe start with Medvedev, get, get comfortable, see if you can graduate. <laughs> you know, he's easy. I like the idea that maybe when they decide which jokes to cut, they like they show them all to Putin and they see if he smiles or not. Sorry, he did not smile. No, this one, this one, that one. Be, that's what it is. Maybe maybe like all the, all the elections uh, in Russia are actually not how the president gets decided. Maybe it's a roast battle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and speaking about the humor in Russia, the, um, the main role is still playing uh, KVN. It's like... Uh, oh, fuck. The, yeah, this is the scariest organization <laughs> I have seen in my life. It's like, um, they're extremely popular. Now, maybe not so much, but like they started... In uh, I don't know, maybe in sixties, in sixties, yeah, uh, yeah, I think back in the day, yeah. yeah. And that's an organization they they are on TV on the main channel on the channel mm. one, and this is a humor show. Whereas mm. uh, different uh, groups like squats of <laughs> comics, I, I don't know how to explain yeah, how like it a, works. And it's like a team based, it's like a competition. Okay. Yeah, and there are leagues, right? So most yeah, right. people they start getting involved with their university. So like your university will have a team, yeah. and then you compete with like other local teams to like make the judges laugh at like regional like events. And then if your team like does really well in the league, you can get promoted to a higher league, mm-hmm. which is like over a bigger area. Yeah, and, and in the super final, always sitting Putin in the crowds, yeah. and the people they they not laughing, they just clap like. Uh, they saying the joke uh-huh. on the stage and people just clap and not not laughing usually. So it's like, okay, we're we're okay with that. We're okay with that. Yeah. So it's it's we heard the joke. We're acknowledging it. We're not gonna laugh. <laughs> yes, it, it, it's there. The joke con- was made. Yeah, confirming a joke took place. Yeah, and so it's it's like it's absolutely bizarre. You get this like weird competition system, and it's all like a bit like old Morecambe and Wise sketches or something. It's like like five guys in suits yeah. on the stage and they each have a microphone and they're doing these like weird skits as though they're not scripted, but they are. And mm. it's really, it's, it's so weird. They're like, oh, Anatoly, what do you have in your pocket? Oh, it's funny you ask. It's actually a banana. Oh, I thought it was something else. But, you know, it's like this kind of shit. Club, 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 club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it cuts to the judges who are going like, <laughs> and like wiping a fake tear yeah. in their eyes. It's funny because gay people do not exist. <laughs> <laughs> they make up kind of person. <laughs> yeah. And and they always got uh, Putin jokes there, but they mm. all the same, like not about Putin, but about how Putin is like clever and smart and like strong and always like this so like they i don't know the, the mm. typical sketch is uh some guy we, we can understand that this is donald trump because he, he's got this, this holy shit hair. this is the opposite of the michelle wolf white house correspondence dinner like how nice can you be to the president yeah 
<laughs> that's what it is. It's that after the White House correspondence dinner, lots yeah. of like liberal journalists who want to preserve their access to the White House uh-huh. were saying like, hey, can't humor not be mean? Come on. Uh, by, by trying to decry Michelle Wolf for saying that Sarah Huckabee Sanders uses eyeshadow. They're like, hey, yeah. don't be mean. Just don't body shame Sarah Huckabee Sanders. <laughs> um, we, need, we can have humor that isn't mean. Yeah. And no one body pro- shames Putin. That guy's ripped. Yeah, we're pr- and we're proving we can. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so fun. Like, because at least, at least if you're trying to make jokes about how cool Putin is or whatever, like, he is, like, He's at least like kind of comp, like he is kind of a cool guy in a way, right? Like he's kind of like, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. Well, he's going to listen to this. But I would like to, someone will be paid to listen to this, uh, but it won't be. I don't think he'll personally listen. I wish someone, I wish they would just pay us directly. Yeah. Uh, VVP, if you're listening, come on Trash Future. <laughs> come on Trash Probably our longest term listeners, realistically. Yeah, probably. Um, they only get my end though, because I'm the one in Russia. Um, just a bizarre series of laughs and me saying weird things. Um, but yeah, imagine like trying to do that kind of thing, like with Trump, it would just be hilarious because it would be like, genuinely harder than like taking the piss out of Trump is too easy. Right. Mm. But actually doing a dinner where like you had to make jokes about what a cool guy Trump is would be like, I would love so that. hard. He is, he, no, I think you're complete. We must be seeing a different Trump because I'm seeing a very cool guy. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the, here's the, like, you know, he, he fucking rocks largely because he is just so he's so brazen and it's so fun, <laughs> right? Like, like if a less cool guy would have gone to the White House correspondence dinner and like, you know, gently endured the roasting and tried to be a good sport. But no, he was like, fuck it. I'm not going to go. I'm going to send someone else to get abused in my stead. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go whip a crowd into a frenzy in like Michigan or something. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is medvative. <laughs> He's like, uh, no, actually, uh, you can't take the piss out of me. Look, uh, take the fat girl. You can't yeah, send her in there. Okay, honey, you're going to be all right. He's like patting her on the ass as she goes in. <laughs> all right, look, I'm going to be right back. You talk to those nice people. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about this tomorrow. Okay, honey, all right. right. Just closing the door on yeah. like, like, But don't forget, this is a guy who like... When when Sam Nunberg, one of his staffers, ordered a custom burger at McDonald's, it was taking too long. So he was just like, fuck it, leave him. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Getting, yeah, really? they just left one of the staffers at a McDonald's because he ordered a burger that was taking too long to make. And uh-huh. Trump was like, fuck you, I'm going. It's like, and that's the, that's the, that's the attitude of his that I, that I completely love because it's just nakedly criminal and there's nothing anyone can do about it. It's fucking awesome. That's the typical Cossack shit. I mean, oh, yeah? <laughs> that's why he's a Cossack. <laughs> is it, wait, is it Cossack or is it Kazakh? Cossack. Cossack. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like he is, he like, they absolutely missed a trick kicking him out of the Cossacks. Like he should, that's exactly where he belongs is he's just mm. like. He's like a he's like a fucking big dick horse Killing rider. Protesters with a sword. He's like a, he's a big dick pastoral nomad <laughs> who's just basically out there like terrorizing the villages of you know like um uh 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 sort of middle aged Democrat voters who are slowly turning themselves insane on the on the assumption that there is a usurper in the White House. And Hell there's yeah. and the fact is he's just. He's basically just covering himself and everything in gold. Mm. And it's hilarious. I, I, I want no more of this um, sort, of, sort of bourgeois restraint. I want the U.S. presidency to become like a god emperor position where, <laughs> <laughs> right, like 
where 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 we can get like court jesters and shit back again. I want to have him write. I want to have him try to like dictate a religious audiobook. Like none of this would happen under mm-hmm. his like a sensible Democratic president or like a cuck like Mitt Romney. You need a genuine psychopath. And that's why I think he's hilarious. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I just can't believe that his uh, like assistant was trying to order a custom burger in McDonald's. Who orders a custom? Like, I, I don't know if any you ever tried to order anything custom in a in a Moscow McDonald's. <laughs> Me not. <laughs> yeah, like the, the the only custom order you could make in a Russian McDonald's would be like, "Can you just spit in my face?" That would be like the, <laughs> you try and you try and order anything anywhere that's not on the menu. People are gonna be like, "Sure." Like this kind of um, anything that requires anyone to do anything that isn't like immediately their job that they do exactly as it is laid down in their contract. Aren't we like, go- no. aren't we going to a restaurant tomorrow where they actually call you my lord? Oh yeah, what? we're going to go to Cafe Pushkin. Yeah, um, where yeah? Have you been? Uh, oh, only outside. No, I never oh, been shit. inside. Yeah. It's amazing. It's yeah, like- I saw. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a theme park. It's like a Tolstoy yeah. theme park. Yeah. You go in there and they like they call you like Gaspajin. And then yeah. they and every time you say thank you, they say Kvashmos Luka. It's like I am at your service. <laughs> um Yeah. It's it's like it's like a posh restaurant out of the Simpsons. So it's like it's like an imaginary <laughs> Wait, there's the there's the Simpsons Maitre D who opens everything with Yes. <laughs> That's basically them. Yeah. That is so exciting. I'm more excited for that than anything else ever. Yeah. The <laughs> menu is written in Tsarist Russian. Like they, <laughs> they use all the letters that the Bolsheviks got rid of in like 1917. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty I, pretty exciting. I, I just wonder like how on earth like it's not like it went underground like the church, right? Like the under the letters went underground. Like right. people were like secretly writing in those letters, but like, like how without anyone some, knowing. How did a czarist institution like Cafe Pushkin? Um, how is it? How does it existed with any sense of continuity? I don't know how old it is. I, I it might be. It's in an old building. That doesn't necessarily mean it's an old. Um, no, I think the restaurant is also old. I mean, I, I, I've 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 never been called I've never been called my lord. No one's ever told me they're at my service before. Mm-hmm. Um, and more than that, I'm just I'm just terrible. I'm terribly excited to like see how ripped my trainers can be before they tell me I have to leave. There's actually like a specific like a measuring device there for that. I love the idea like you've never been called my lord or uh, told that someone's at your service before. Like the closest you'll ever get is in like some kind of sexual fantasy. <laughs> like uh, my kink is uh, telling men that I'm at their service. No, my, it, that, the, that, that kink would be my kink is that I'm a waitress at an extremely fancy but very traditional Russian restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> now fuck me over this bowl of caviar. <laughs> Come on. I, I mean, if you had a fucking something, like a Russian yeah. salad would be, would be, would be more Oh, funny. so much mayonnaise. <laughs> like, uh, Steven Seagal being fucked by Rocco Sofredi over <laughs> I mean, I can't I, tell where the cum ends and the salad begins. Uh, anyway, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Jen, you looked so upset by that last part. No, I, I'm okay. I mean, just, uh, the Cafe Pushkin is, um, is not so interesting place for me. I don't know why because I always I just walking close to that. I I mm-hmm. see the whole Russia there. I mean, um, all this stuff about my lord uh, in Russia are connected with Stalin, Orthodox Church, and okay. atheism and Putin and all that together is like there, like inside i mean they trying to be like so imperial like so we we are like this russian yeah. this 
Tsar, this all this stuff. But I don't know. I feel in Moscow specifically, I feel mm-hmm. how people here are mixed all their, uh, you know, all their ideas and they don't know where where we're going, like like country, mm-hmm. like like idea, like national idea. Because all people here, like we all believe in Jesus Christ, but no, we no, we are so we are from Soviet Union. We don't believe in God at all, and we yeah. love Stalin, but no, we love Tsar. But damn, fuck, we we go to the space. But we're orthodox. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's like in every Russian head, all these thoughts. Yeah, always. There's, there's so much cognitive dissonance, like with people who like, because now like the prevailing political climate is like, uh, we like Stalin, we like the Tsar, and we like the Orthodox Church. And it's like, pick maybe two of three at maximum. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Tsar and Stalin famously did not get on, yeah. as did the Orthodox Church and Stalin. Like, but it's just like weird, like we're just going to pick all of the most like, like right-wing institutions that we've had, even if they might have massively opposed each other and kind of like smushed them together into a kind of like weird composite national identity. It's a real stretch to call Stalin right-wing. <laughs> but I mean, like, much as I'm skeptical in general of the horseshoe theory, Stalin did kind of conform to it in the sense of, like, he did sort of murder a lot of people in a way that, like, a lot of very right-wing dictators have also done. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Let's- And he also presided over, like, massive inequality. It was just a slightly different <laughs> system. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, democratic socialism. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, um, <laughs> is the way. So I, you know, you can be, in my opinion, you can be a communist, but you can't be a Stalinist. It's just like you can't, you can't look at Stalin and be like, yeah, it seems fine. It's just not like it's just not, it's not true, is it? It's like you know, you can't really, can't really do that. Um, well, you're gonna piss off like ten people from Twitter. Oh no! You're gonna Bring pi- it. You're gonna you're gonna piss off the ten people who always get mad every time you say that Stalin wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay, you know, many millions of people may have died in labor camps and various cellars, but, you know, there were some buildings which were built. <laughs> and you have like 10, 10 people, not Russians, who believe that Stalin was great? Yeah, there, there, are, um, there are a core of, of people uh, in the West uh-huh. who think that um, everything bad you think you know about Stalin yeah. was either Nazi propaganda mm-hmm. or was cooked up as propaganda by the West. Oh. Mm. Just brewing up some propaganda yeah. for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, Sorry, it, I think they'd call it Disinformatskaya or whatever. No, that's Disinformation, disinformatskaya. Region. <laughs> disinformatskaya, a new, a new metro station. <laughs> where nothing is true. Uh, next station is <laughs> Disinformatskaya. <laughs> it's like, you get off there and it's like, uh, uh, you know, the, there is no war in the Ukraine and in Kastrom they've made the world's biggest pancake. Have a nice day. <laughs> um Oh fuck! Yeah, it, yeah. It's the kind of people who like they're they're like they really oppose like the pre, like the predominant Western politics, which is fine. But then 
they, as a result of that, they then think the natural thing to do is like think that anyone who previously opposed that must have been great. And it's like you can be bad on both sides. Like you, like it's like people who say that like if you really oppose American like imperialism, you have to side with North Korea. It's like you can say North Korea and America are bad. You don't have to yeah. be like mm-hmm. you know either either it's like burgers and putting black people in prison or it's like north korean labor camps can we not find a middle ground yeah yeah. Yeah. it's like it's like the um look it's it's the it's the whole thing right where it's like it's totally rational for and i think probably Mm pro-stable and and anti-imperialist for north korea and iran to get nuclear weapons gen the the the, the way that nuclear weapons tend to work like the way that they've been shown to work it's actually more stable if these countries have them because then they're less likely to start conventional wars because having nuclear weapons just keeps you from doing anything. Yeah. I'm only into like alternative wars now. (laughs) Kind of the B side wars, you know, their early stuff. Yeah. Like the Russo Japanese war of 1905. (laughs) People are all about, you know, world war two, world war one. All right. You know, you're feeling a bit more edgy, but where's, you know, the six day war, you know, Elon Elon Musk is, is here saying, but what about world war three? (laughs) <laughs> a new album the difficult third album you know oh man we're gonna be like man i liked world war ii better you guys don't have an elon musk equivalent do you um no i don't think so like, we, we like, just like the cuddly billionaire who everyone likes um no <laughs> i think okay, uh, says this Pavel, guy he rides a horse Pavel Durov, but he is not more like uh yeah. zuckerberg He's not like uh, like yeah. Musk. He's like He's, if Zuckerberg was like a human being, yeah, he'd be Pavel Durov. Not Lisa. Okay. Uh, oh, is this the guy that that created uh, Telegram? Yeah, yeah, Telegram and Contact, uh, like Russian yeah. Facebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's probably one of the most famous young rich people uh, who's, yeah. who's Russian. But does he live in Switzerland now? I, I know he doesn't live in Russia, but not in Russia, definitely. But yeah. I don't know where. Maybe Switzerland. Maybe in, in the states. No, okay. I'm, I'm not sure, but not in Russia. Mm. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so he's he's currently like a, a bit of an opposition figure because of all this, like trying to ban Telegram, mm-hmm. um, which was so great because this week they said that uh, if Viber, which is like another messaging service, doesn't comply with like the same rules that Telegram refused to comply with, yeah. like handing over the encryption keys, then they'll ban Viber as well. They're like, they're like I think they actually were like, they'll suffer the same fate as Telegram. And it's like, Telegram still works. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the fate is continued operation of your product. Yeah. And so that's what it is enjoyable about Russia, how just like people will just say things on the news that are just like demonstrably not true to like everyone watching. Like not even like you can say, like if, for example, if on like British news, they said, we're not at war in Yemen. That's not like demonstrably not true to everyone watching because it's like hard to check that, right? Yeah. But like, if you're like, Telegram doesn't work, you can be like, nope. <laughs> 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 but uh, the main idea for them to ban uh, Telegram is that uh, some terrorists use Telegram to connect mm. to, to uh, mm. for their plans mm. to make there are, it. Are there are all segment. these police station, police stationed everywhere who are just sort of, appear to be manning metal detectors and just looking at their phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have telegram on your phone? That's a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra, this is a problem. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird thing. Like, yeah, the security where like there is security, but it's not doing anything. It's like, there's a metal detector. Everyone walks through it. The metal detector goes off. The security guard just shrugs. And like, so my favorite incident with this was I was in the Metro one time 
and mm-hmm. a guy got his bag scanned in the app. They actually have like a bag scanner, like mm-hmm. one in like 30 people or so, they might scan their bag. And uh, they scanned his bag and they're like, oh, there's something in your bag. And they opened it and they took like two samurai swords out of his bag. And I see the guy like, look at them, puts them back in the bag and he's like, all right, go ahead. It's like, what? What do you need to have in your bag <laughs> for them to not let you Free in? some rice. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, this is, you know, you're going to have to fill out a form for three samurai right? So it's like, a, yeah. oh man, will, will Keith has to come to Russia to depose Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Seagal is like a bag full of nunchucks going into the, <laughs> going into the Moscow Metro. These gotta, hands and lethal weapons. I've got to say that Albania. <laughs> I love that no one on the podcast can see the sight joke of you checking an imaginary note as Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah. He's got like a Albania white, Bulgaria black written on his hand. <laughs> <laughs> the deep cut Simpsons joke. A deep cut Simpsons joke. That's what I'm here for. Um, yeah, you provide, you, you're basically here to, to, well, I mean, this is the thing that keeps us from replacing you with a colorful fish mm. or uh, a sort of um, a snack bar. Or a fluffy dog, someone else has suggested. Yeah, a lot of our listeners uh, message Riley suggesting that he should replace me on the podcast with like oh. various things. So they don't like my takes. They don't like... Fuck you, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> I will outlive all of you. <laughs> and I will still say Stalin was bad. You can do nothing about it. I will make this podcast as dumb as I damn well like. Every time they try and make an intelligent comment, I will divert it with a dick joke. <laughs> Oh man, I am the Kaiser Soze of the left. I, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't really know what I mean by that. I was going to say, do you want to complete that thought, or are you just making sounds? Just making sounds, man. <laughs> uh, I sound like very Miles Davis. Like we're just making sounds in here, man. Well, we've we've made about an hour's worth of sounds. Yeah. Oh, one thing I thought we should do is just talk, do a quick bit about Kazakhstan. So Zhenya is Russian, but uh-huh. you're actually from Kazakhstan. Yeah. Thanks to Stalin, by the way. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stalin, the original travel agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because all my grandparents were sent um, to Kazakhstan mm. so, because they supported uh, a white uh, in the civil war in Russia. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of Russians live in Kazakhstan still and somewhere else in the post-Soviet republics because uh, they all were in the, in the, those Lamb- Lambert camps or I don't know how, how to say it. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's why I was born in Kazakhstan, uh, but I'm not Kazakh, mm-hmm. but I can speak Kazakh a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, Sounds you sound like you're undergoing an operation without anesthetic. (laughs) Well, and um, in Kazakhstan, we've got a democracy. Yeah. yeah. And the president who rules country for like 27 years. (laughs) Very good at winning elections. Yeah. And the last time he took part in elections, he got 98%. Uh, Western countries should really be studying his policies like if they want to win and Mm. after that that was like I don't know six years ago and and he Mm. said well if I've got 98 people are absolutely happy so I think we just don't need more elections and next election is going to be only when I die (laughs) and and everyone's like okay the data backs him up Mm. (laughs) 
The available data like shows pretty incontrovertibly that that's the case. I don't see the problem. <laughs> Shouldn't they get like telemarketing where people phone them up? They're like, are you happy with your current presidential service? And it's like 98%. Yes, I told you to yes. stop calling me during dinner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, didn't he write the constitution of Kazakhstan himself? Yeah. And uh, he again, you want a guy that doesn't need help writing a constitution to be a president. I fail to see the problem. <laughs> he wrote the anthem. Um, the oh, constitution. That's Yo, that's yeah. sick. <laughs> yeah, that's actually no. That that's extraordinary. I, I know you guys are like like not big on that. That's extraordinarily big dicked in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the story was that was a guy who first wrote uh, the words of the anthem, mm. and he showed it to the president, and president just changed a few words, and uh, so it was a collab. Yeah, and that was the two names, like the the original guy and the president. Mm -hmm. But after like five years, the original guy is gone and only president left. So now Ooh. technically the president is the only one. A lot of those bands from the seventies that don't speak to each other anymore. <laughs> That's amazing. No, it's like, it's, it's, it's certainly, it is certainly the, it's this, this was the, the spiciest collaboration <laughs> of, of that, of that time period. It's like, get ready for the ultimate superhero crossover. Would yeah. have been great. And uh, we had the first capital of the uh, independent country, Kazakhstan, was Almaty. Mm. This is the south part of country. And in the south part, there are different um, groups of people who like okay. following traditions like of old Kazakhstan. And they said, no, we don't want that president. We, we want elections. And uh, after that, he said, okay, then I'm going to make my own capital city. And Kazakhstan built like the new city in the middle of the country mm -hmm. and they called Astana, which interest, which means capital mm -hmm. actually. So <laughs> the capital city called just capital. Yeah. Capital, capital means capital. capital. Yeah. Yeah. City means city. Yeah. <laughs> and, that concludes our 25, yeah, 25 year intensive regime. <laughs> <laughs> and so now it's the capital city and the, the Almaty lost all those power, like all the money, all goes to the Astana, and so you and come at the king. You best not miss. <laughs> <laughs> you, if you're gonna come, if you're gonna come at number one in the rap game, uh, <laughs> what is it, uh, Nazarbayev? Nazarbayev. Yes. Nazarbayev. Yeah. Yeah. You cut, you, yeah. He is. He's fucking kicking lames at the rap game in Kazakhstan. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, they've got like it's like, like it's a, it's 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 like a it's like a Kazakh version of we built this city on rock and roll, but like you know, yeah. whatever orchestral sort of swell uh, <laughs> the national anthem is and Kazakh it, opposition known as the Shook ones, <laughs> uh, and Kazakhstan is is really wonderful because they made an incredible thing uh, in all this situation with Crimea between Russia and Ukraine, Kazakhstan. It's like still the country which can like the Russians thinks that Kazakhstan supports Russia and Ukrainians think that Kazakhstan supports Ukrainian. So like Ooh. Nazarbayev, yeah, they told totally shit. Ukrainian. You're actually you're all, you're doing the comedy trope of do, having two dates at the same time. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're like Kazakh, like Kazakhstan is Joey Tribbiani, who's sort of running in and out of the bathroom like halfway between various costume changes, being like, oh, oh, sorry, is that the phone for me? I'd better go get it. <laughs> I Ukraine, did you miss me while I was gone? <laughs> Be fucking. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah that's, no, so that's why this again. All you're describing to me is the big dickedest leader I've ever 
ever really even <laughs> heard talk of. I want, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to hang up my Jeremy Corbyn support sombrero and I'm going to get a new hat that proclaims my support for Nazbaev, who is officially the coolest world leader. Yeah, this is now officially a Kazakhstan government. No, we're a, Kazakh- we're a Kazakhstan Stan podcast. Yeah. What Kazakhstan Stan? I've missed a joke. You, yes, you did. Okay, fine. <laughs> that's good. Um, and, but, and the last thing about Kazakhstan, you should know uh-huh. that once uh, his daughter, uh, he, um, she's got the wedding, and another guy he, he prepared the gift for for his daughter's husband. Mm-hmm. And he gave him the post of prime minister of Kazakhstan. Like now, you're the <laughs> prime minister of Kazakhstan. He's Jared Kushner. <laughs> <laughs> Kazakhstan has a Jared Kushner that rules. God, that fucking rules. I love this part of the world. It's my now the joke place. is that like the, the the daughter's husband just gets the piss taken out of him all the time. <laughs> He's like the clown. He's the Medvedev of Kazakhstan. <laughs> Like, well, Nazarbayev is great, but that prime minister is a fucking pussy. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out it was a sex thing the whole time. He's hated by the Russians and the Ukrainians. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cool. All right. Well, I think it's like, I think Trump's going to do all this shit. You know, I think, I think Trump's going to rewrite the anthem. (laughs) Yeah. He's going to rewrite the anthem to make, basically make it a fucking butt rock thing because that's the last thing he remembers was from like, like heavy metal from the early nineties. Um, and like the kind of shit that would precede a monster truck rally or a WWE match. Again, two things that are cool. And he's just going to do that. He's going to add fireworks to the lyrics. Like <laughs> you have to set off fireworks at a certain time. And that like you need to be wearing like a Trump tie, mm. which is going to be wide as fuck and made of polyester. Uh, oh, I'm, man. I'm very excited I, for America's I future. Really, I really want to see a Trump rap national anthem. Like you made me US president. I answered the call. You wanted me to get rid of the Mexicans and I'm building a wall. <laughs> but the Democrats, they don't like me. I just can't catch a break. But I'm telling you, the best meat you'll ever have, it's called Trump Steaks. <laughs> All right, thank you. Tremendous. <laughs> yeah, that that would rule. Um, I, I, I mean, we could just, I, I'd like him to start making movies like Seagal. I want him to be a Cossack again. Like make, oh, make Trump yeah. a Cossack again. Yeah. Is my new, I want to get that on a hat. Yeah. It'd be a big hat. Big Cossack hat. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. God, Fun. this is, this is all just working way too well. Um, I idea that Trump and Seagal aren't speaking because Seagal usurped him as a Cossack. <laughs> Those uh, guys, they couldn't handle me. I was too good at being a Cossack. It was embarrassing for them. Okay. <laughs> They had a very limp handshake. Edie, of those guys. Edie, if you're listening, can you please, on a Russian hat, print "Make Trump a Cossack again"? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, should, all we, right. should we leave it there? I'm hungry and I want a drink. Yeah, let's go get some. Let's go get some food with our uh, with our official best Russian guest ever. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh shit. Oh. Episode uh, three, Dmitry Vakinov. Look out. <laughs> He's, he's Ukrainian. Too, oh, right? shit. Cool. Oh, shit. Throwing down. <laughs> um, it's a big thing. Uh, Zhenya, is there anywhere like our listeners can find you on the internet if they want to like follow you or whatever? Oh, yeah, I think so. You, you can find me, Yevgeny Chebatkov, if, you, <laughs> if you're interested in that. Anyway, I mean, find me in Instagram. Anywhere, in, Instagram, okay. Okay. Uh, what's, what's your handle on Instagram? The Evgeny Chebatkov. <laughs> okay, C H E B A T K O V. Okay. All right, English speaking listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, oh. Jenny's Instagram is good. You speak in, you speak English on Instagram a lot. Um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, our theme song has been "Here We Go" by Jinseng. Uh, yeah. 
commodify your descent with a shirt. And Dubai, that's that's how we that's how we afford these grandiose trips to Russia. Well, I don't. I'm not legally allowed to make any money because I'm an immigrant. I just like doing this. <laughs> I must specify that Riley does not receive any funds <laughs> for these terrible, terrible takes. <laughs> All right, Shania, uh, thank you very much for thank you, coming Crown on. And boss. Been great. Thank you, and, guys, and and thank you to the oh yeah, thank you bar. to the bar by the way. Yeah, like uh, my friend uh, Hassan who owns the bar Jim and Jacks, uh, which is an expat bar. It's at Misnitskaya 38 in Moscow. If you're ever in Moscow and you're in English speaker, you want to hang out with some English speakers, come to this bar. It's a cool place. Uh, really nice owners, as you can tell. Yeah. They let us come in here and record while it was closed to use their mixing deck. You might even you might even see celeb- celebrity comic Milo Edwards and his the dwindling days of his Russian existence. You might. <laughs> generally the dwindling days of my existence. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Grab a, grab a beer there. All right. Excellent. Well, let's do that. Cheers, guys. Later. Bye. Bye.